Our human resources guy, Brian Zenzen, joined us today for an HR Files. The second one, I don't even, funny thing is, I don't even remember what the question was. Come on now. <laughs> but I do remember somehow Zenzen's mom got brought into it again. It definitely did. Plus, uh, we we got asked in one of our new segment, uh, the... The Big Bag of Questions. There we go. I still think that's a bad name. <laughs> uh, but we have that. We got asked whether or not we like each other. We answered that one. Right. I, I like that. I'm, I'm liking that segment. The more we do it, the more I'm liking it. That's well, how it always works. And um, we talked about how to get your kids to clean their rooms Mm -hmm. early on in the show today. A lot of stuff. We covered a lot of ground. Come on. (laughs) Streets are talking. We'll get to it all right now. Friend or foe is when two people can either walk away with one ticket, one person can walk away with two tickets, or both people can walk away with absolutely nothing, and you could walk away with the Winstock tickets today. Of course, Winstock, Miranda Lambert, Cody Johnson, Gabby Barrett, Jordan Davis, and many, many, many more going down June 16th and 17th. You want to talk about a great Christmas present right here? I was going to say, in my humble opinion, honest to God, that sounds like the best lineup yet. For any Winstock I've ever been to. You're a huge Cody Johnson fan. A huge Cody Johnson fan and Miranda Lambert. I mean, come on. I like Nate Smith. Nate Smith is there, too. So, I mean, they've got a ton of good artists and uh, really excited to get there. And uh, we want you to come along with us, of course. So let's play friend or foe right now. And uh, we got Steve and Brittany ready to play. Uh, Steve, are you there? Yes, I am. Brittany, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. Now, I'm going to explain to you guys how friend or foe works, okay? Okay. In a minute, we're going to put you guys on. In a minute, we're going to have you guys say either friend or foe at the exact same time, okay? If both of you say friend, you each get one ticket to win stock. If one of you says foe and the other one says friend, the person who says foe gets both tickets to win stock. The other person gets absolutely nothing. Correct. But if you both try to screw each other and say foe, you both get nothing. And we'll go to the 100th texter right now texting in win stock. Yeah, oh, does, does, that, does that all make sense? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Steve, does that make sense to you? Yep. All right. So before we do this, we're going to let you guys kind of talk to Dad a little bit because if everybody says friend, we're all going home happy with a little something. So, Steve, talk to Brittany right now and tell her why you guys should both say friend. Well, it happened to follow my birthday this year and make a great birthday gift. I haven't been to it for quite a few years. I just like to go. That's not bad. Not All bad. Right, a little not birthday bad boy action. Brittany. You guys, that makes it tough because that's such a good, good thing. Right. Yeah, you're right. So, now, Brittany, you talk to Steve and tell him why you guys should both say friend. Okay. Well, Steve, I've never got to go, so it would be a treat for me to go and celebrate your birthday with you. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> I like that. You're working the you're working the friend angle there. That's good. Well, how do you do? All right. So, should we put them both on hold? Yep. We're going to put you guys on hold. We're going to take just a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to get down with friend or foe, okay? Okay. Sounds good. All right, hold on, guys. Kelly and Wood. We got Steve and Brittany waiting right now to play friend or foe. Either both of them are walking away with one ticket, one of them is walking away with both tickets, or they're both walking away with nothing, and we'll go to the 100 texter for these win stock tickets. But first, we'd like to kind of just see what do they plan on saying. Mm-hmm. So, Steve, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, now, Brittany can't hear you right now. This is just us talking. But wouldn't I always like to see what people are going to do? And you're not you're not married to this answer. Yeah, you're not locked in. Just kind of, what are you thinking? Do you think you're going to say friend or foe? I think I'm going to say friend. Oh, wow. Friend. Okay. okay. You're, you're a good man, sir. 
All right, hold on one second. Now, real quick, was it BS or is that does Winstock actually fall on your birthday this year? Sixteenth, June sixteenth. That's the Cody Johnson night. Nothing right. wrong with That's that. Good night. Good night, man. All right, hold on one second, Steve. Okay. Hey, Brittany, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, Steve can't hear us right now. Okay, but we wouldn't. I always okay. like to ask, like, are, do you think you're going to say friend or foe? I I was going to say foe, but birthdays really get me, so I'm going to say friend. Ah, it worked. Now, you're not locked into that. You can't yeah. change your mind at the last minute, but, you know, just would like to kind of get a little peek behind the curtain. No, I'm going to say friend. All right, we're going to get Steve back on the line with us, okay? All right. Steve, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, so at the count of three, you guys are going to either say friend or foe. If you both say foe, neither one of you gets tickets because you both tried to screw each other. But if you both say friend, you each get one ticket because you're being nice to each other. If one of you says friend and the other one says foe, the person who screwed the other one gets two tickets. The person who said foe gets both tickets. Does that make sense? Yes. All right, Wood, you want to count them down? All right, so here we go. Now, when I get to, when I say, you know, one, you have to say it loud and clear, and you have to go right away. If you hesitate, you automatically lose, okay? Okay. All right, we're going to count it down from three. So three, two, one. Friend. Hey! They stuck to their guns. They both said friend. Oh, yes. (laughs) Isn't that nice? Now you both... We'll be going to Winstock 2023 in the lineup. Dare I say it's one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah, you got Miranda Lambert, Cody Johnson, Gabby Barrett, Jordan Davis, Blackhawk, Dylan Scott, many others as well, of course, going down June 16th and 17th. Are you guys just going to go by yourselves? Do you plan on buying another ticket? What are you going to do? I'll probably buy my husband's ticket so we can go. Okay, but now you only got to get one, right? Exactly. What about you, uh, Steve? What are you going to do for your birthday? I'll be birdie. All right. <laughs> Simple answer, my friend. I'll be there, Simple answer. I'll be joining that party. That's right. Well, hey, you guys did each other right. It's usually, we usually see some subterfuge yes. when it comes to this. So I'm happy to see this. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you out at Winstock. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. We're headed to Yes, Ocala, Florida to be exact. Sounds beautiful. That's when deputies got a call saying, hey, there's apparently a brouhaha going on over at the Harbor House. (laughs) Now, the Harbor House, I don't know, that may be a bar, right? Yeah. No, that's an assisted living facility. Oh, dang. Those geriatric actions. Needless to say, the authorities responded (laughs) double time, post haste. When they got there, they found out, well, there was a little bit of a brouhaha in the lunch line. 66-year-old Michael Rushing was in line and got upset. That's because he was upset that one of the residents was trying to get into the lunch line ahead of him. Mm -mm. Now, you would think... It's an assisted living facility, guys. We got nothing but time here. Them my mashed potatoes. Judge Judy doesn't start for another 45. Let's all take it easy and relax. But not rushing. He got cranked up. Became upset. In fact, he got so upset, he grabbed the woman's walker and threw her to the ground. That ain't funny, man. That's dangerous. Stop laughing. My mom walks with a walk. How dare you? Stop laughing, then. Well, needless to say, the other people in line are probably like, hey, whoa, what's going on here? Let me get around this one. 
Someone just bring it to my room. <laughs> While there was a lot of yelling and commotion, when authorities got there, the poor woman was still on the ground. The good news is the deputies were able to help the woman up. She was not injured. Probably popped right back in line. Rushing, though, they weren't standing for it. He was arrested and taken to jail where he was charged with battery on a victim over 65 years old. Wow. What was in the buffet that day? I, Probably got, hot turkey. It got serious. It's a serious day, you know? <laughs> All right. Well, that's a short and sweet one, Wood. Well, it's on. definitely to the point on that one, but we can give it a score. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, he was only 66 in assisted living. That's a bummer. Uh, judging from his picture, he's a grouch. He's had a rough stretch. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's give him a score. Um, I'm just going to cross the board. Getting mad at any sort of buffet is trashy. Now, wait, before, I fine. Getting mad at a buffet is trashy. I enjoy a good buffet. But getting mad that people are cutting in line, that's not trashy. Okay, cutting in line. That's common sense. Cutting in line at a buffet is trashy. There we go. We got to the bottom of that. Now, why is, can I raise a quick question, a side note here? Please, please. Since we don't have much to score. What is, is budging the same thing as cutting? Budging? I've never heard budging. I've heard before. so many people use the word budging up here. I've I've never ever heard that in my life. That's like an elementary school thing. Like if somebody, it's cutting. But I've if heard you of, cut in front of them, it's like you're budging the water fountain. I've heard of budding in line, but not budging. No budging. No, Someone like, back me up with text. Is this the Mandela effect? No, like, it's one hundred percent like a like I remember saying it in elementary school. Like don't budge. Don't budge the I, line. I, guys, uh, and born and raised. It's a Minnesota thing, like a duck, duck, gray duck thing. Mm-hmm. It might be like that. Born and raised in Minnesota, never heard the term budging. Becca text in, yes, it's the same. Okay, I just right. wanted to know. Yeah. Look at that, I learned something new today. I'm cool with behind About cuts. my motherland. You want to cut in behind me, that's fine. Doesn't affect me at all. Exactly. I'm still going to get my uh, mac and cheese. It's still kind of trashy. Yeah. Hope text in, yes, I always say budging. Yes, budging is cutting from trashy. Okay, we get it. <laughs> I asked for the text. Now the texts are coming in. Come on, man. I want man, now. Now I want Salisbury steak. After all this buffet talk, get in line. <laughs> all right, we're gonna give two hundred points for cutting in line at the old buffet. Mm-hmm. Taking a woman's walker, trashy, real trashy. One hundred and fifty points. Throwing her to the ground. Or did she just go to the ground once he grabbed the trash, the the walker? I imagine if you move the walking apparatus, she's taking a dive. Unless she's just, you know, using it for sport. Okay. Well, I'll give that another 150 points. Take turns a little tighter. Because, again, we don't have a whole lot to score here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was arrested. That's 75 points. It's pretty trashy to throw an old lady to the ground. How about getting in a fight in your 60s with a woman? How did I miss that? That's trashy. Mm-hmm. That's uh, 150 points. Trashy. Okay. Right there. Okay. All right. We got a good score. Now. Okay. I saved it. We got a good score here. Are you ready? Wood? Come on now. Today, our geriatric Salisbury steak eating couple earns themselves a respectable 725 points. Trash. I want to wake up. Kelly and Wood. I was laid off, but now they want me back. That's what we have up first today in the HR Files as we are joined by our human resources guy, Brian Zenzen. Now, this is pretty interesting, especially with the Amazon stuff in the news. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, this person got laid off from their job. Says it was a good job, but things obviously didn't work out. Mm-hmm. They got a call a week later. Their work wanted to bring them back, but at introductory pay. Oh gosh! Oh. It was in. They're like for some reason I lost all my seniority, everything. It was an entry level position, and yeah. I was told to either take it or leave it. That's yep. dirty pool, man. That's dirty pool. Is that okay? Well, it seems you know, if it's a layoff, it's a layoff, right? Job reduction, uh, position elimination, budget cuts, whatever they might. Now, if I was the employee, I'd say 
hell no. I mean, that's that's terrible. You're going right. to lose all your seniority. You're going to lose your pay. Probably have to wait to get on benefits again. Oh. Uh, this person is probably better off versus taking the reduction in pay just to sit and collect unemployment. I don't know if this person may have gotten a severance also. There might be something written into the agreement. If they go back to work for this company and they got a severance, they might have to forfeit the severance because they're working. That that could be a thing. I don't know if it is. Um, But if I was this person and if you're getting unemployment, I'd take that time just to find a new job. That's going to pay you what you were potentially making or maybe a little even more than before. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, the company went through something that they had to restructure Things you hear about the a lot of the tech companies, Twitter, Facebook, Amazon, laying people off kind of sounds like they're living a little high on the hog. Yeah, if I was this person, yeah, I'd say thanks, but no thanks. This um, actually happened to me at a radio station, seriously. Yeah, they not not to this quite this extent, but they let me go when I had been there for eight year, nine years almost. Um, I was gone for six months and then they wanted to hire me back. At the say at at a lower at a lower rate. Yeah. See, Ooh. what do they think is going to happen there? Well, I took the job. Oh, you did. <laughs> well, Whoa! Hey, well, yeah. Hey, radio okay. jobs are very hard to get. True, uh-huh, right? Yeah. And I had friends there. Like I had friends there that I felt like were family. You had a reason you wanted to go back. Right. So I was yeah. like, okay, I can make up the difference in pay, you know, with side hustles and whatever else. But uh, and then they ended up firing me a second time. Yeah, so they both learned their lesson in that little story. (laughs) Now if they call me back, I'm going to say, this boat has sailed, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so uh, unless you're Kelly and you want to do that. um, But if it's substantial, yeah, kick, kick rocks, buddy. See you later. I'm looking for a different job. It's always weird going back to the place that fired you, too. Like, you know that you ever have that feeling when you would like break up with a girl, but then you would like try and go on a date with her or something, and it just I never felt had weird that experience. Being in her apartment. <laughs> that's, that's exactly how I felt like I was in my yeah. ex girlfriend's apartment. Yeah. I, when I went back, I worked there again for like four years, too, and I never felt comfortable there again. Just kind of awkward because of what happened. Yeah. Like yeah. the sword of Damocles was hanging over my head at all times. Did the same person that fire you rehire you? Yeah. I'm a good employee. I haven't been since I've been here, but normally I'm a right. Did, that, that, kick did that same person fire you a second time? Yes. Wow. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> was it easier the second time? The second time it was easier because I didn't. I felt out of place, and I could tell that they didn't like me there, and it was just you know. Hmm. So it was easy, you know. Okay. The first time I bawled my eyes out. Second time I was like deuces. I'm mm. out. Have you ever been canned, Zenzen? Have I ever? Not from a job of any consequence. Yes. So well, you have been fired. Yeah, Where'd you I get wasn't, fired from? I wasn't doing a good job. I was. I was working. Not doing like remodeling, building cabinets. I never was really, f- I wasn't let go, but just never called back. My <laughs> craftsmanship has gotten better over the years. Dude, you got fired. I mean, you can go ahead and say yeah. it. Well, yeah, we you know. know you got fired. Yeah, I, that's fine. You know, that's okay. I had it coming though, too. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, yeah, I will say, and again, in just this person's, it would depend upon, you know, and also if this company were real a holes on the way out. Why would you want to go back? That's true. Now, if it was like truly like a mass layoff, because like you heard about this with Twitter, right? They started, they tried to call people back. People were accidentally fired. Now, that probably is not the case here, but there very much can be like, yeah, well, we, you know, we, we reevaluated it. We want to bring you back. Or if they just kind of sent out an email, hey, you're done. Yeah, I probably don't have a huge desire to want to go back. Yeah. Yeah. What we got next one? Our next one is about we've heard uh, someone said I've heard your HR guy talk about behavior clauses at work. Behavior clause. This one's not about me, mm-hmm. but it's about my boss, and I may spill the beans. All right, all right. We got that coming up next in the HR files with our human resources guy Brian Zenzen. Kelly and Wood. 
My boss is a cheater. That's what we have up now in the HR files as we are joined by our human resources guy, Brian Zenzen. This came into the Killingwood Instagram DMs. Uh, I haven't heard your HR guy talk about clauses about behavior before. I have a boss who is the face of our company. I know he's having an affair, but it isn't with a coworker. Is that enough to get him fired? Hmm. Wow. That's pretty much the base. There's a couple other things I'm going to leave out. I don't want to put anyone's business out there in case, you know. With us, if someone was having an an adulterous affair, it's not necessarily written into our policy. Now, let's say you are the face of the, you're the face, you guys are the face of the morning show here, right? Okay. And let's say you were sleeping like with your kid's teacher. And it was a very public thing. Why are you putting Miss Pass business out there like I'm that, man? I'm just saying, hypothetically, hypothetically Shout out to Ms. speaking. Not like that, though. Be cool. I actually <laughs> think my my kids' teacher uh, listens to this show, also. So no, everyone's innocent. Are you trying yeah. to take a run or something? Watch no. Yeah. Well, why are you yeah. putting it out there like that? I'm just that? saying. I'm not. I'm going to pull kids' teachers out of the deal. Thought you were a happily married man. <laughs> Let's say another member of the community, and it looked really bad. It okay. was a really bad image. Things came out really poorly. That sort of negative, like negative press, negative Im- negative view, negative anything, mm-hmm. if it's not specifically written into like your code of conduct, yeah. now as far as like an affair, is, uh, how is this person going to prove it? Are they following them, taking pictures? I don't know. Probably don't want to know. I guess, why does it impact this employee? Is it, like, spiritually, is it really bothering them? Is it getting in the way of the manager's work? And this person's having to pick up all, you know, hey, I'm leaving the office at 2. Well, he's going to, you know, whoever's place. She's going to whoever's place, whatever. Now, this raises a very interesting question. Would you be okay with Kelly and I hooking up with maybe a lunch lady? Or is the teacher where you draw the line? (laughs) What about your mom? Yeah. Well, we've already crossed that bridge. That's a that's an open door. As long as you guys would get me something cool for Christmas, I'd be cool with it. I would be a phenomenal stepdad. Mm-hmm. I would be how? cool. What do you mean, how? You're not even a good dad, are you? <laughs> I'm a stepdad. How dare you, sir? I'm kidding. You're a good dad. How weird would that be, though, if you were brothers with my kids? I mean, um, stepbrothers. I'd probably dunk him in the toilet. I could probably put him in his place. What would your kids then be to my kids? My kids would be your kid's uncle right yes yep yeah no uh, nephews they'd be uh your son's nephews you'd have like the i don't that's <laughs> that's just weird i mean it's not like it's not like weird like tall family tree weird it'd just yeah. be like weird how I don't know. young of a guy do you want your mom to date Oh, you know. If she dated somebody your age, would you have a problem with it? Mm, I'd want him to be a little bit more established before I'd probably sign off. You know, if he was someone <laughs> like myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're he, pretty established. They've, yeah. got, they've got to have a you know, nice house, nice nice job. Yeah, but you own like an RV, man. I mean, you've got a lot of things going yeah. for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a recreational. Uh, you I know, I'd be okay with you dating my mom. I mean, my dad's still in the picture, so you got to take right. it up with him. But, right, you know. right. I mean, hey. She's a handful. She's a lot of work, but you know, you got a lot, of, a lot of Judge Judy coming your Interesting. way. Interesting. Yeah. What about um, your mom, Kelly? Your mom's father. single. Hey, yeah, she is. My father passed away six years ago. My mom doesn't do much but sit at the table and watch TV, though. Would you let Zen Zen date your mom? Sure. Why not? <laughs> All right. Take a run at her. <laughs> why am I? Wh- would you let me date your mom? Why? I would love for my mom to have anything to do outside of watching television. So sure. Okay. You guys have just about as many health ailments as each other, too. <laughs> oh, no. You guys can compare subscri- sorry, prescriptions. Call <laughs> it. And, and fake joints and everything else. 
knows? Mm. You, you've actually probably had more surgeries than my mom. Have a nice little afternoon filling out our pillbox. Good <laughs> to see it. Going down playing bridge. Holy cow, did this one come off the rails? Usually does. All right. Well, you know what, Zen Zen? We do always appreciate you coming in, though. Thank you. And I apologize to my mom, who may be listening. Not mine. Mom, get ready. Wood's coming over. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Kelly and Wood. Kelly and Wood's big bag of questions is when we go back in the archives and we find questions that people have texted, sent on Instagram, whatever, mm. emailed, carrier pigeon, however we get them. We address them here. And I, yeah, usually, I, but I wanted to get to one here today that came in actually earlier this morning. Morgan sent this one in. Okay. And I actually get to ask this question a lot when I'm out. Okay. Do you guys like each other? <laughs> okay. Now, you say it a lot that this room can be brutal. This room can be absolutely cruel. Because <laughs> we are... First of all, yes, I love Kelly Jordan. I, I love Wood too. I don't. I get awkward saying it, but I don't. I, I love this dude like a brother. Brian Riley, I love. I love Brian Zenzen. Uh, you talk Jennifer Leverins, maybe right. the best person amongst us. One hundred percent. Anybody who comes, the interns, intern AJ, mm-hmm. love that kid. Uh, Yusuf, who I'm not sure where he's been for the past few weeks. Uh, he may go home. Did, I don't did know. he quit or did he just? <laughs> he's like no longer our intern. I don't know what happened. I should probably shoot that guy a text yeah. message. But anyways, and that's the deal. If you come into this. room, room a you're probably a cool person we, we love you if you come in this room 100 that's not even hyperbole but and this is a <laughs> capital but you gotta have your head on a swivel because uh, we equate joking around with one another as love because that's what and honestly a lot of people don't understand uh, no, guys that's how guys are like guys are absolutely cruel to their friends I think so. Yeah. Did, now, oh, did yeah. they did they send this in because of the HR files today? Is that why we got this one? Well, we usually get these. Uh, we get this. I've, we've gotten this question a lot. We get it used sometimes in the morning. But yes, it did come in during the HR files. We're like, do you guys even like Brian Zenzen? Love Brian Zenzen? Oh, one hundred percent. And I'm guessing it's because of this part right here from the HR files. Would you be okay with Kelly and I hooking up with maybe a lunch lady, or is the teacher <laughs> where you draw the line? <laughs> What about your mom? Yeah. Well, we've already crossed that bridge. That's a that's an open door. Yeah, that was probably time stamped right at the exact moment when that came in. But taken out of context, but but Brian Zenzen is our brother. He helps us out with all our ghost hunts. Mm-hmm. Anytime we're doing something, he's always there. So I can see though, if you don't if if you don't know the 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 dynamic that it would come across as we're mean to each other, and he, you, he'll be out at the Christmas party as well. It's you never take any of this serious. And our big thing has always been if you cannot laugh at yourself, oh man, you can't laugh at anyone else. And so that's why when you walk in here, you have to be able to. F- laugh at yourself. You like you guys make fun of me for you know ailments and things like right. that. And let's be honest, a lot of them. They are funny. Well, every every bit of comedy has a shred of truth in it. You guys make fun of me for crying, mm-hmm. which I do. I, I, I'm self-admitted crier. Incessantly. <laughs> right. For being broke. I mean, I, the list goes on and on and on. And honestly, if you don't want it to be made fun of, if I didn't want to be made fun of for something, right? Like, there was something I was going through about two years ago, and I was like, this is off limits. Mm-hmm. And it was off limits. I was like, this is, this is, I'm, I'm sharing this with you because you're my friend. Right. Not because I want you to make fun of me on the air about it. And I have that respect for you where I'm not going to bring it up on air because that, you're right. That is off limits. Right. And there's things that every, and you know that with a group of friends because back to Texans, it's not just a guy thing. I tell everyone I'm nice to, I, I'm, uh, I don't like you. So it's the same way. And I do think there is some aspect to that of being able to laugh with people about 
certain things. And that's exactly what this room is. Because it would be weird if someone came in here and we're like, well, we couldn't make fun of this person. I would say the only person we don't make fun of is Mike Bryant from the law offices of Bradshaw and Bryant. And it's only because... He's too smart. He's so far above us. He is just so intelligent. And And he'll put a lawsuit on your hands if you do. But he, right. but he even comes in here and jokes around, too. Right. So, you know, it, that's what kind of room this is. And that's always the kind of show we've always wanted to have. Right. And will always have. Because if we get to a point where we can't laugh at ourselves, well, then we can't laugh at anybody else. And that's not fun. Well, some, And sometimes I worry, like, is it too inside? Like, are we, are we making fun of each other so much that, like, no one else... You know, sometimes because sometimes we'll we'll go off on a tangent and just it's almost like you're just trying to cut the other person down till they have no comeback for now, you. Now there is sometimes we could probably dial it back a little bit, <laughs> probably a little bit. But would you agree, Brian Riley, with you being newer to to being in here with us? The room can be cruel, but oh, yeah. it's, but it's all out of love. It is. But then, like the thing is, they don't hear in between when the right. mics are off, like how everything works, how the dynamic works, and That's it's like, true. hey, we should do it this way. This, the, you know, there's like a whole bunch of little things that they don't hear. But when it's on air, it's the exact same way. It's you know, it's we're doing it for for fun. There's just a ton more vulgarity when it's when the mics aren't on. <laughs> yeah, and the shout out to all you who do text in when we do leave the mics on for saving our jobs. Appreciate that. So getting back to it, do we like each other? From Morgan, absolutely love Kelly Jordan like a brother. Yeah, one hundred percent. That was a good one. I, now again, now I'm worried. Was that too inside baseball? That right there. That's eh, all right. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. I was on Reddit and I saw this and it made me do a deep dive on it. I'm ready to be blown away here, friend. The theory is, what if oxygen is actually poisonous and it just takes 75 to 80 years to kill us? So every breath that we take is slowly killing us. Brian Riley, you said you've heard this theory before. Yeah, I have. I, I haven't taken a deep dive, and I kind of, I kind of believe it. I do too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done any research on it, but I totally believe it. Well, I mean, it's just like aliens. Like no one's ever seen one, but you know, I believe it. Right? Uh, no one's ever seen an alien. Okay, Brian. Yeah, right. I was about to say. I got yeah. some literature. I'll share. You can be blind if you want to. But <laughs> it's I on choose, the dark web. My eyes are wide open. <laughs> so anyway, so then I looked it up. Is oxygen ever toxic to our bodies? And it is. Like you can't breathe if you breathe 100% oxygen, it will kill you. So what if, yes, it will kill you. So what if there's just a small enough dose of oxygen in the air that we breathe that it just slowly kills us over many, many years? Nah, that's, that's, no, you got, you, that, that makes so much, like, and then you think you get wrinkly because of it, yeah. all that extra stuff. Because Your organs just, start to fail. Just slowly like a raisin collapsing within. Your muscles start to atrophy now, all because you're breathing in poison. That's ridiculous. Uh, but <laughs> oh, Why? No, tell, I, me, tell me why then. Okay, first of all, do me a favor. Hold your breath and prove me that it's not poison. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Like, you okay, have I'll hold to my have breath. It. You know what? I'm going to add 15 minutes to my life. <gasps> <laughs> all right, why? My own show, finally. I, I don't know if that works. Now, but. there's liquid oxygen, which could kill you. I understand that, because I think that's incredibly flammable. By the way, the fact that you can't even hold your breath for 30 seconds is borderline tragic. That's very red. Get some lines around the eyes. He's going to black out. (sighs) That was 30 seconds. Was that 30 seconds? How many years did you just gain? You had to have gained at least five years. I feel 10 years younger. I don't think this is... (laughs) 
remotely true. It's somewhat. Uh, now I'll give you credit. It is interesting. So you'll you be it today. You'll be thinking about it the rest of your day. You'll be like, man, what if every breath I take is slowly killing me? But what do you mean you can't drink? Isn't what they put on you in the hospital when they put like a mask and they give you oxygen? Isn't that pure oxygen? It's not a hundred percent oxygen, and that's just because you're oxygen depleted. So you need it, but it's also poison. All right, you're throwing that around it's like it's like, alco- like alcohol. Like you need alcohol, it. Alcohol, heat. I mean, I need it, mm-hmm. but it's it's, it's also slowly you. killing me. Now, I saw a video that, speaking of alcohol, like if you use, uh, what is it, hand sanitizer? If you do like a big thing of hand sanitizer, if you just like squirt like a big glob of it. I'm listening. And then hold a paper towel over it, the paper towel will catch on fire from the fumes. I don't believe that we at all. We gotta do this now. I think we, well. Mr. Wizard, let's uh, probably do it outside. No, nah, we'll do it in Facebook Live right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I require one of us to have hand sanitizer, and knowing us and our germs, I wouldn't say. That's a, so. I don't know. I find this super interesting. It's fun to at least think about if that could possibly be true, though, right? Well, not fun, but... <laughs> I don't buy it for one bit, but it, at least it was interesting today, so you brought Thank it. you. I did it. It took me until hump day to get it done. Well done. Gracias, mi amigos. And I'll have another one for you tomorrow. Will it be good? I don't know, but we're going to have it anyway. I, that's ridiculous. I may have to say <laughs> to all of you... <laughs> Maybe it doesn't... Kelly and Wood. Welcome to the bonus track, our first break from 5.40 in the morning. I found a new way to get my daughter to clean her room, and people said I went too far. You did. <laughs> you did go too far. Also, your daughter wants to have a sleepover. You don't think kids do that anymore. Didn't know if it was a thing still or not. And uh, yeah, those came in hot. And then we found out you also tried out for MTV. That's right. We co- Again, we covered a lot of ground. Yes. It's all on the bonus track. Our first break from 540 in the morning. We tack it on to the end of the podcast. Kelly and Wood. So we'll keep you awake and you will not doze. I thought uh. I just heard fro. No, froze. The, okay. With a, with a Z. Anyway, here we are, Wednesday morning, hump day, ready to do it today. Come on, man. We got Winstock tickets, by the way, today. Just want to let everybody know. And it's a Winstock Wednesday. We're playing friend or foe. Friend or foe. One of our favorite games. Hardest game to explain how to play, but one of the funnest games to listen to, even if you're not playing it. Once you get into it, yeah, yeah you're having a blast. There's no getting out. Come on, they man. Back in. What I think I maybe came up with the most creative way to show my daughter how to stop being messy yesterday. Her room is a pigsty. It's, it's terrible. As I would guess most teenage girls, their room gets a little messy. I would love to show you my son's room and take you to the next level. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. Maybe somebody can text in and let me know. When your daughter turns 13, is she just done with the family? Like, yes. Like, literally, I, we walk through the door to our home, and phew, she's just down to her room, door closed. And I give her her privacy, and I'm like, okay, you know, she's 13. I know that when I was 13, you know, I was... Doing God knows what. Right. You were going to your room while your mom and dad scrumped in the living room to have them. <laughs> right, right. You needed that privacy. Well, they had their adult movies playing on the one VCR we had in the house in the right. living room. My my room was a safe haven. It was all I had. And maybe that's what hers is for her. And that thin, hollow corridor I had did not prevent any of the sounds. Oh, no. Coming from that television set. How do I pay for this? <laughs> I know. I forgot my I bed. I know how they pay. <laughs> and then the ABBA. Mm-hmm. This ain't about that one. Mm-hmm. This ain't about my parents. Parents being terrible parents. This is about my daughter goes right into her room when she gets home. And okay, I get it. She's a teenager. Fine. She wants to do God knows what. But I, I, my one thing is like, you've got to keep this room clean. It cannot look like this. We are not this kind of family. Go on. We keep our stuff clean. So yesterday, I walk into a room. It's, a, it's just a pigsty. I'm like, hey, I want you to come upstairs with me. I'm watching a show right now. I think you should sit down and watch with me. 
Hoarders was on. Dude, no. You can't do that. <laughs> Hoarders was on. One of the free channels I get with my antenna, it's called like the True Real or something like that. I don't even know what it's called. And they were doing a Hoarders marathon. And I said, Presley, there's a special two. I said, Presley, there's a special two-hour episode they're about to show of the worst hoarding case they've ever had on Hoarders. And let me tell you, brother, this was nasty. No. These people had so much hoard in their house that they had to climb on top of it to go through doorways. And to go through said doorways, they had to like like do an army crawl on their stomach. or I don't even know what you would call it to get through their doorways. Nah, man. And I said, Presley, this is what I feel like your house is going to look like when you grow up if you don't start getting on top of it right now. You went too hard. You went, that is like when you catch your kids smoking and you make them smoke like a carton of cigarettes in a day. Right. You went too far, man. I was just like, and the funny thing is, like, I had to shut it off while we were eating dinner, though, because I was like, I can't, right? I can't have this on while I'm eating dinner, because you know they're gonna find a few dead cats in there somewhere, without a doubt. There's roaches everywhere. The bathroom never works, so there's they're always finding creative ways to use the bathroom on hoarders. Wendy just texted Kelly, "You can't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> That's a no." You know what my daughter said to me? She was like, "Why is this a show?" <laughs> It's actually an interesting question. She's not wrong. She is not wrong. Why is that a show? But I was like, Pressy, this is what I tell you. Like, you got to start being cleaner. This is what I envision when my daughter, you know, God willing, gets a home someday. I'm going to go over there and I'm going to have to climb up on trash to get through the doorway. But here's the deal. All kids are messy. I walk into my son's room and I'm just like, he he has a walk-in closet. Yeah. That you can no longer walk in. <laughs> right. It is filled with toys and nonsense and everything. Plus, my kids snack all the time. Right. So there's just cups of food and everything. I said, guys, thank me for us not having a mouse infestation problem <laughs> because of you as just literally are laying out a golden corral in your bedrooms. Well, the coup de gras. The, the the final straw with me is we had a bunch of fruit flies in our house. And I was like, what in the hell is going on? They're tough to get rid of. Right. My wife actually had a great plan, though, and it worked. She put some apple cider vinegar inside of a little jar mm-hmm. and then put aluminum foil on the top of it with little holes poked in it. Because they crawl in and they can't. They're too stupid. To we got no more fruit flies. But anyway, I was like, what in the world? In Texas, you just get fruit flies all the time because it's, they're just down there. I don't know what the heck. Gross. Yeah. It, it, you, like, you leave a piece of fruit out for 15 minutes, you got a fruit fly infestation. Hasn't really happened here. So I was like, what in the world? And then I was like, <laughs> I was like, why does our basement just reek? I was like, did ja- I thought our, our, dog, our dog's getting older, doesn't have the control he used to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he drops a hot one somewhere. So I was like, uh, someone pooped. I go in my daughter's room and I look, and at some point she had gotten a. Um, it was like a. Are you? Hold on a second. I mean, to get myself situated here for what you're about to tell me. Why? I've watched too many hoarders to know. I think I know what's coming. <laughs> there was no dead. Is this a Gatorade bottle? <laughs> this is a Gatorade bottle. I, I, I'm tapping out. <laughs> no, she had gotten like a, a milkshake from uh, what's that? What's that Chicago restaurant we like? Portillo's. Okay. She had gotten a milkshake with a piece of cake in it from Portillo's. Took it into her room, drank the milkshake part, let the cake sitting in there, and threw it away in her room. Sweet sass molasses. And God knows, how, I don't even know the last time we went to Portillo, so I have no idea when that milkshake was from. And I grabbed the garbage bag that it was in. <sighs> Fruit flies everywhere. That's where they were coming from. Yeah, you think? Thank you. You're welcome. I got to the bottom Christopher of this. Christopher Columbus for that great discovery you just made. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. <laughs> I appreciate it. But I, I just, I like, uh, my mom, 
Look, my parents were terrible parents, but the one thing they did was keep a clean house. I have to. I, me too. Clean bathroom, clean bed. It need especially common areas. But you got it's respect for the house. You don't pay rent. You don't do anything. The least you can do is keep a clean room. I have to on like even my kids know that when they wake up and dad's home on a Saturday, my daughter is like, "Oh, we got to clean." Yeah, we got to clean before we sit down and watch football all day. Right. We'll do a quick clean of the house, and I tell them, it's like, "The more you clean during the week, the easier it's going to be on yep. Saturday when the big Kahuna comes through yeah. and everyone gets it in gear." Especially now that we're trapped inside with snow and cold and everything. Got to be clean. I am not going to sit inside in filth. Well, and ain't going to happen. And when you start to put Christmas decorations up, it starts to feel a little cluttered in the house, right? Santa doesn't want to come into a dump. No, so everything else needs to be spotless so that when you start putting up all the tinsel and the garland and everything else, mm-hmm. you don't feel like it's cl- you don't feel like you're living in a hoard. Tabitha from Grand Forks just texted in, Kelly, you probably scared the crap out of her. <laughs> My mom would tell us to clean our room when we were done. She'd go through our room and pick up what we didn't and had to buy our stuff back. Ooh. Oh, that's good. My kids don't have any money, though. That's it. Yeah, and they, I would end up paying for it myself. Speaking of that, I had a moment yesterday with my son. Because I got his bill finally for his surgery on his oh, foot. Oh, Mahatma. Before, before insurance and everything, it was thirty six grand <sighs> to fix his broken foot because he jumped off the stairs. And he just looks at me and goes, well, you got that, right? <laughs> Lord, help me. <laughs> Lord above, help me. I swear to it. I swear <laughs> to it. He almost caught a karate kid chop right now, to the side of the neck, here's which the I would then have to pay to fix because my hands are lethal weapons. Here's the thing, though. You want to you talk medical bills. With my wife going through breast cancer, I, I, can't, I can't believe the amount of money or the amount of bills that we have coming in. You've, is, hit, your, you've, you've hit your deductible, though. Oh, right? I, we hit our deductible in like 35 seconds. Yeah. Like literally the diagnosis, the next thing we get a letter, we hit the deductible. It was that quick. So you're just like cruising through now, yeah, just I'm taking like, everything. Does else need anything? <laughs> Splinter, load up. <laughs> We're going to go get it checked out. That's how you get melanoma. I don't think that's right. <laughs> no, it's not right, but you know what? Let's get in there anyway. Uh, other people texting you, my daughter is the same way. She's worse at her dad's house over mine. She's always has some kind of science project growing in her room. Oh, oh disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. But I know I had some funky stuff when I was living in my parents' house. But then when, it's amazing. When I moved out and got my own place, it was like I walked through a portal. I was like, hey, we got to keep this place right. nice. This is my stuff now. Yeah, I'm paying 300 bucks rent, boys. This is going to get cleaned up. <laughs> Yeah, I I was always very clean because my brother Troy, it's always weird. My brother Troy, who is like the messiest of us all, is now like the rich, successful one who has a gorgeous home. But he would leave like a plate of pizza under the bed. And then you go, man, it stinks in here. They say that sometimes that's how like the mind works. Like people that are like, uh, you know, like crazy, hyper focused on things. Yeah. Everything. Like, what was it like Steve Jobs was always walking around like a bum? Yeah, he was. So, you in know. his Birkenstocks. Yeah, maybe there's something to that. And his pretentious sandals. Well, you know. When you got that much money, what else are you going to wear? What? How was your evening, man? I went to bed crazy early last night. Why? I needed it. I needed I knew I needed it. I crawled into bed at 7 o'clock. What? <laughs> Dang. I don't care, man. You can you can say what you want. And I I threw on the football game. But I also started, had a, I started doing a little light perusing and reading. I was probably out by 7.30. That's good. Woke up at 12.30, I hear something in the bathroom, I holler out what's going on in there, apparently my son's in there yakking. Okay. Have you been up since 12.30 then? No. Uh Oh. But then, that's what messed me up, is my body 
is so used to not getting enough sleep. I kept waking up. Yeah. I have such a fear of oversleeping. And I, I woke up. All right, so I woke up at 1230. I also woke up at 130 and then like 230. And then obviously my alarm goes off at 305. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get that deep sleep. That your body needs, I believe. I think if you and I weren't so mean to each other, when one of us is 30 seconds late, mm-hmm. there wouldn't be that constant panic. Sorry for a little accountability oh, oh, in your no, life. No, I, Dude, uh, who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. I have missed less days recently than you have. Now, yes, when we first started working together, it was a 50-50 shot if I was going to show up to work or not. There was a couple mornings. Uh, do I call him? Uh, yeah, I probably will. But I am usually here before That's you. That's true. And and I think that I think this is a good time for us to ease up on each other so maybe we can get a good night's sleep and we're not in a panic the entire time we're sleeping. Disagree 100%. Tardiness <laughs> is nothing but rudeness. I, I agree. But there's, there's being five minutes late and then there's being 45 minutes late. Well, here, all right. Allow me to take something to the floor. I'm in a college class, all right? I have a couple college classes. Here we go. There is one class where people, I almost said children, but these aren't children anymore. These are college students, are walking in 15 minutes late. Now, that's that's setting up a bad precedent. And I'm not talking one or two every now and then. I'm talking every single day people are walking into this class 15, 20 minutes late. Now, it's not. That's bad parenting. It is. It enrages me. <laughs> right. I have nothing to do with it, but it just seeing other people be that late to something drives me nuts. But radio is all about being on time. Like, right. Because not that what we do is important, but if we're not here, it's bad for the radio station. Like, things don't get done. Commercials run at the wrong time. It's, it's a mess. I used to have a job where if you were seven minutes late, you got written up. And I always thought when I was a kid, I was like, man, I don't know. I was like, I think that that's kind of rude, right? Right. Sometimes you're eight minutes. Now, I look back on that, I'm like, how are you seven minutes late? What is going on in your life where you're seven minutes behind the clock? <laughs> right. And but- it drives my wife insane that I am so like, hey, if we're if we're late, I it literally gets me upset. Me too. I'm the same way. And then if I dare say something, you're sorry, why are you always on us about? Cause I, because I like to be on time. Mm-hmm. I, I hate being late. I, I hate being the last ones to show up for something. I hate people waiting on us. It's I, rude. I just don't like it. Uh, Tracy texted and says, I don't know if this is possible, but if I was a professor, I would lock the door two minutes after. Right. That's what I would do. And then if you sit out there, hey, not my problem. Yeah, you got to put your ear against the door to hear the lesson. But hey, it's... it's And speaking of sleep... Yes. I need to bring up something else. And I need everyone to text in. My daughter has a birthday coming up. Okay. My wife's talking about, well, what should we do? Because last year we threw Everett a birthday party. This year I think we're going to do something for Murphy. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking her what she would like to do. And she says, well, I want to have some friends over. And I said, okay, well, maybe we can do like a sleepover. Right. And my wife kind of gives me a look... All right, whatever. I'm getting dirty looks from her all the time. Doesn't right. really register. Rolls off your back like water off a duck. 30 minutes later, the kids are out of the room. She says to me, I don't think sleepovers are a thing anymore. I don't think parents allow their kids to do sleepovers anymore. Oh, I don't know. We, we Is let, that a thing? We let my daughter go to sleepovers. I mean, we did once she started, you know, once she was like 11, 12. We let her go to her friend across the street first. Okay. So that we felt, because you know us, we're helicopter parents, so we right. were nervous about it. I'm surprised you guys didn't pack up and just sleep in the driveway. I know. I don't think I slept a wink that night. Of course not. I was peeking out the window like, the lights are still on. What's going on over there? Me little baby. <laughs> but, like, she has friends now that live fairly far away, and we let her go to a sleep. Of course, she is 13. Your daughter's, what, seven? I don't know. 
something in that range. To, between six and eight. Four and seven. I'm between four, four, and and eight. Seven. four and eight. The thing is, that's very young, though. So you're going to have kids who still pee the bed, all that kind of stuff. So maybe that's what your wife is thinking, because you will do absolutely nothing no. to help. Mm-mm. And so your wife is staring down the barrel of, instead of taking care of one little girl, now she's going to have to take care of six. Now, when my son had his birthday party, a bunch of kids came over, but nobody spent the night. So maybe, I don't know. And that's why I would like to ask, uh, is there but a I good bet, age for it? But I bet parents are probably a little nervous now about sleepovers. Because you hear so many bad things in the news. Well, I think, I mean, obviously you need to know the other parents, right? Like, you're not just, right. oh, who is it? Sure, whatever. Get <laughs> yeah, the hell on, out of here. That's the way my parents were. And that's, honestly, it's like how I was with my parents. I said, hey, I'm going to spend the night over at, you know, Steve's house. They met <laughs> Steve once. And they're like, all right, fine, here. Take the one Nokia cell phone we have as a family. <laughs> Remember, no calls after 9 o'clock. <laughs> you got to wait till 9 o'clock yeah. to make the phone calls. So if, you're, be, if you're in trouble at 730, you're in deep trouble. I honestly got would be like straight out on the side of the road, and it was like 852, and I'd be like, got to wait eight minutes, boys. That's when it gets free, and that's when I can call. Can you imagine the spike that cell phone towers probably oh, saw man. back in the day at 9 o'clock? Isn't it so crazy, like, thinking about paying for long distance? And all that. Like, now you don't even, like, no one even changes their phone number anymore. Yeah. I still have an Atlanta area code. I still have an Austin area code. I just, why change it? Uh, People texting in, uh, my kids are 12 and 14 and love sleepovers for their birthday. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other people that age, kids will never last during the night. That is something that my wife kind of brought up that I actually do agree with. They're going to want to go home. Or they're going to come into my room and be like, hi. I'm thirsty. <laughs> the hell's your name again? Who are you? <laughs> go away. You know, child of Satan. Tell me something to drink at breakfast. Go grab a hose. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, other people, my daughter is eight, and she goes to and has sleepovers fairly regularly. So there you okay. go. Uh, Misty, my kids just had their first sleepover this year. They're nine and 11. Just have a birthday party uh, for her until she's old enough. So, all right, maybe that's it. That could be. Yeah, I think it's an age thing. Like I, I feel like your daughter's too young only because... You're going to end up taking care of these other kids. Those kids aren't ready yet to, no, to fend for themselves. I'm not going to. Okay, you'll do absolutely right. nothing. You'll be like, what? Who? I'll get them sugared up. Whose birthday is it? You want another donut, kid? Get on it. <laughs> when that kid's literally climbing the ceiling of our house like a poltergeist, that's I, Andrew's problem. I always feel uncomfortable when my daughter has sleepovers because like, I, I know she doesn't want her dad sitting around. So I feel like I'm always sequestered to my bedroom, and that's all. That's that's like the only place I can be for that entire weekend. Oh, no, you kick them out of that area, then they have to go away. I know it's just you know like if they come upstairs for a snack or something. I always feel I feel like I'm a, a a raccoon or something. Like I shouldn't be there, and I need to get out of there. I think my biggest ability to be okay with all that is I li- my sister in law lived with us for so long, right. so I'm used to having other people in the house and. Being myself, <laughs> right. walking around in my underwear, hey, what you doing there? And just like that, Murphy's first sleepover just got canceled. Probably. Can you imagine? That's what Andrea also says. Like, what if somebody listens to your show? They're yeah. not going to want their kid coming over here. They're definitely going to know what their kids are walking into. That's for dang sure. Some hot stuff. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you guys something. I haven't visited Wood's house in over a year. Yeah. And there's a reason. You've spit in our face numerous times. You know what? That's fine. We've made new friends. I know you did. Mm-hmm. Be- better friend, higher caliber friend. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> Tough to go the other way. That actually hurts a lot. It <laughs> actually hurts deeply. <laughs> That's not even a joke. All right, uh, let's just do history. Let's go. It was. I, a- oh, sorry. W- real good quick text here. Uh, maybe she has a group of friends over for a party, but chooses one to spend the night. Ooh, that's almost like a hundred games. Oh man! So she did it like in front of them. Whoever she gives the rose to gets to spend the night. <laughs> I choose Sarah. <laughs> Everyone else has to leave with their you know, sleeping bag under their arm. 
<laughs> one after another in a line. It's oh, a harsh world, kids. That's okay. We'll get them next year. On this day in 1910, the first American driver to exceed a speed limit of a mile a minute, which is 60 miles an hour, it happened at Ocean Parkway Racetrack in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Jalopy. 1910 going 60 miles an hour. That's pretty fast. That's a death wish. Because we didn't have planes yet in 1910, did we? Mm, no. Nah, wasn't it in the late 1800s the Wright brothers kind of got it going? No clue. I mean, it wasn't a good flight. No. It was like four seconds in the air. Like, yes! Well, you do it then. Well, I, I, Let's see you do it. First of all, Wright Brothers, from the great state of Ohio, birthplace I, of aviation. Right, but didn't somebody else invent the flight before they did? Well, they did it in North Carolina, so North Carolina gets all high and mighty, says it's actually there. No, we're the birthplace, thank you very much. We? Mm-hmm. It's on our license plate, thank you very much. Uh, in 1979, one of the most hated Christmas songs was released. That's the only reason I bring it up, because it's one of my favorites. I'll let you be the judge. What mm-hmm. is your opinion of this song here? I love this song. I don't mind it, but isn't this the weird music video where they're just like singing? Yeah, it is a weird music video. Well, no, they're like doing it just, and it's kind of like it's got the synthesizer going in the background. But no, they're at like a party. It's like a party. It's like a, a yeah. Christmas party. And there's like six people there. No. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And that's enough. You know what? Now I hate this song just because you made me feel dumb. <laughs> well, no, you're not dumb. I just have absolutely no clue what you're speaking of. What is the worst Christmas song there is? Christmas Shoes. Hands down. All right. That's actually a pretty good call. Christmas Shoes is the most schmaltzy. Hey, I'm going to put out one song that tugs at the heartstrings. That'll get a few spins every Christmas. And that guy now lives off that song. But you're wrong. Christmas rapping is the worst Christmas no, song ever. Hell no. That song had me Googling how to become Jewish at least three years in a row. No, Christmas rap is a jam. It is horrible. No. Hor- and I like horns in songs. That may be the only song I've been like, hey, you know what? A horn was a terrible decision. It's by the waitresses who had, I, I think they had another hit back then. I don't know what it was. It but- makes no sense. Oh, God. Bless it. I love this. Dude, you you don't deserve to celebrate Christmas. People texting in, there's no bad Christmas song. Ah, humbug, but that's too strong because it is my favorite holiday. Oh. But all this year's been a busy blur. Don't think I have the energy. To my You're nuts. There's not enough cocaine in the world to make me ever think this is a great song. Conditions and connections made last year. Ski shopping. Awesome. Most interesting. I'll hear this song. Those halls and trim those trees. I'd rather hear Dominic the Donkey on a loop. Christmas by myself this year. Yeah, why a horn? Where'd the horn come from? Because it jams. Because the whole song rocks your face off. Other people texting Kelly, no way. Christmas Shoes is the best. Christmas Shoes nah. is my favorite from Tabitha. Well, you guys are wrong. Becca, I'm with Wood. This is horrible. Yes. Okay. Yeah, oh, no, this is this is good. Christmas Shoes terrible. Christmas shoes just makes you feel terrible. No, it's just it's it's when you so, listen to the words, I just feel just deflated. Well, it's just so like it, it's it's got the perfect uh, formula for a schmaltzy Christmas song. It's just like the kids buying shoes for his mom who's dying on Christmas. Oh, why you gotta bring it up again? How man? is that a Christmas song? I mean, it's got like the nice you know the the sentimentality part to it, but yeah, still. Uh, Chrissy, Xmas rack blows. Thank you. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It blows horns. 
<laughs> oh, look. <laughs> What do you guys think of trumpet solo in this song? This is a saxophone, I think. No, it's a trumpet. Katie, I think I this is where it breaks down. I think this is where it breaks down. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, but I think I'll miss this one this year. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, but I think I'll miss this one this year. I want the hippopotamus for Christmas from Dustin. Oh, that's a fun one. Katie, I would rather hear the Minnesota Shuffle. So would I. And that's saying something. I can get it ready. This song gets in your head like that. I can get that ready in a second. Come on. Uh, All right. Come on. Back on track, please. Please. It was on this day in 2008 that an institution was done on MTV. My first guest is a young man who is on top of all of his games. He's got the number one song in the country, the number one album in the country. TRL had its last episode on this day in 2008. Hell of a run. Boy, and Carson Daly... Old ex-radio DJ has somehow made a career out of doing nothing. You wa- I remember you'd walk in from school, you'd put on TRL, see what yeah. was going to be the number one song. You know, at least Ryan Seacrest has some charisma. You know, seems like a likable guy. Carson Daly does not have any charisma. He doesn't seem likable. He's got something. How the hell is he on Good Morning America still? But I will say, he is a grown not, man who paints not, his nails black. He's not good looking. It's like... I don't know. What does he do on What does he do on Good Morning America? He's not I, reading like real news stories. No, he. Does, I'm sure he does their entertainment news section okay. or something like that. But hey, anyway. good for him. He's get, he's making them money. I'm just. Well, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Yeah. is what it is. Because uh, I tried to be on MTV back in 2000. I think it was 2001. I tried out to be on MTV. How'd it go? Well, I'm here rotting away with you. So what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how long your audition lasted. It wasn't long. I wait, eight seconds? No, I waited in line for, like, it was something like 22 hours, and then the audition was about 35 seconds. All right. What'd you say? I, do, I don't even remember. Like, mm. they asked me what my favorite group was. I think at the time, I was like, TLC? <laughs> That's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> well, I think TLC was, like, the hottest group at the time. This is, like, two, this is like 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. TLC was burning up the charts. Don't go chasing waterfalls, man. That's still going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> Can you imagine if I would have gotten on MTV? Mm. I'd probably still be here with you. I would have screwed it up. Yeah. I would have fall- just fallen from higher heights. Been a hilarious story behind it, I'm sure, though. <laughs> All right. Come on. I only got one birthday of note today. Come on. Pete Davidson. I wasn't going to do oh. jokes about this, but then my buddy told me, he's like, yo, I've recently heard that uh, Ariana said she had no idea who you were. And she just dated you. Whoops. <laughs> That's okay. That was enough. That was enough of Pete Davidson. How old is Pete Davidson Who, today? Uh, by the way, he's on a heat check that we've never seen before in our time. What does that mean? He's dating Brad Pitt's ex right now. Wow. He fails up, man. He definitely fails up. How? Uh, I, I have no idea. He's like 28 or something like that. Oh, you're close. He? You must be a huge fan. No, I'm not. He is the right bold age of 29 today. A lot of success for 29 years old, man. And doing, I look, I know comedy's subjective. I don't know if that dude's ever made me laugh once. He hasn't. He hasn't. Well, actually, the roast of Pete Davidson on Comedy Central was funny. Well, making fun of him, yeah. But they have writers that write for them and stuff on that. He's not coming up with his own jokes on that. I think the one joke he came up with was terrible. But anyway, uh, that's going to do it for all of that stuff today. <laughs> of course, it was your first. <laughs> close out. Sorry. I can't <laughs> believe MTV said no to you. Of <laughs> course. <laughs>